Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Welcome back to Talkville, folks, the ultimate Smallville rewatch podcast where we're in our fourth season. So if you're just joining us now, you need to rewind and be kind and catch up and you need to, uh, I don't know, be watching us. Our, our, our handles are at Talkville podcast or at Talkville pod. Follow us, write a review, watch us on YouTube. And more importantly, if you're really enjoying the show, the most important thing is joining Patreon, Patreon, P-A-T-R-E-O-N, patreon.com slash Talkville to support the podcast and keep us going because it's the patrons that keep us going and we really support it. It's the fans. Um, Ryan, you all right today? I'm good. You seem a little bit, uh, your hands moving. Your... Oh, I was checking my frame and it's going to be medium anyway. Oh, okay. Yeah, your framing's good. <laughs> Welling, how you doing, bud? I'm doing okay. Thanks for being here, guys. Uh, uh, really nice to see you. You were in a snowstorm, I'm, I'm so we couldn't record Wednesday. Yeah, we got. I got snowed in at preschool. Yeah, you were for in four a preschool hours. with all these kids. That's where he was yeah. calling me from. He well, stuck there for kids. hours. Well, no, there are other kids there too. <laughs> you know, listen, I, there's, you, you know the worst, this might be something for your other podcast, but like I knew I shouldn't have gone to preschool and like I got stuck there because I should have stayed home. Does that make any sense? No. Like it was snowing. I was like, yeah, but it's a school day, so we're going to go. So we go. And then it really starts dumping. And I'm like, I should have just stayed home. I knew it. I should have gone with my gut. It was one of those things. You, you know? sound like Seinfeld. I was just watching some click of Seinfeld where he's like, he's like, people are always saying, did you see this? You got to see the show. This is the best show you'll ever see. This is, you have, Jerry, you have to watch this show. I mean, you got to get through the first four first. That's the worst thing you can hear. <laughs> I know. He's like, what? It's the worst. He, I know. Uh, <laughs> The only, the I, I will say the only exception to that rule is you. Every show you've told me to watch has been good, and right? you're the only one who likes. You're the only one who slips through for me. Because I hate tells most me to shows. Watch something, I'm like, I'm gonna wait. I only will recommend it if I think it's really good, like Dark. Do you see Dark? No. Oh boy, first German, German time travel. Yes, there you the go, first Ryan. season. Watch it in German, yeah. subtitled. If you watch Put, it, it's one of the best Ryan, shows ever made. Just. Buckle in, buddy. Here you go. Dude, Five point Tom, harness. Tom and I were in Australia, and I told him to watch it. He yeah. didn't sleep that night. He watched like eight straight episodes, eight hours. He was up till four or five in the morning. Oh, my God. I did. It's crazy. Uh, if you didn't get a chance to call into our hotline, leave a question for the episode. Make sure you do for future ones. All that info is in, in the show's description. Um, also, you can go to my Instagram and the link tree, and you can see where the, the cons Tom and I are going to. You can see I'm on Cameo. Tom's on Cameo. So the link tree on my Instagram at the Michael Rosenbaum. And there's a whole bunch of other stuff on there, joining patron, whatnot. You can get uh, talkvillepodcast.com. You can get tons of merch. And also in the Inside of You online store, you can get Smallville merch and all that stuff as well. So um, anyway, without further ado, let's get into season four, episode seven. This is called Jinx. I knew a girl named Jinx. Her name was Jinx Albright. Albright. 
Jinx. Can you imagine your parents name you Jinx? Jinx. (laughs) I mean, there's a there's a joke here which I'm not going to say, but. (laughs) Well, I mean, uh, she was a pretty girl, but like Jinx. Jinx, Jinx Albright, it sounds like a CBS detective drama. Like Jinx she's like a lead. Yeah. Next on CBS. Did she say, when, if you said her name, did she say it back to you? No, but think about like it. Jinx, like Jinx, Jinx. If, if, if it doesn't work out, you're like, Ugh. did you get jinxed? Yeah. Did you? Yeah. Totally jinxed. <laughs> she jinxed me. Anyway, title Jinx aired November 3rd, 2004. That's my friend Roger's birthday. Paul Shapiro directed its second episode. He directed Stray, which was really good with Ryan, the character Ryan. Writers Mark Warshaw, who I, I liked Mark. First and only episode wrote. Guest star Trent Ford is Mikhail Miltiaplik. Kevin Case as Daniel Kjellshar. And Rob Freeman as Coach Wayne Quigley. You know, I'll, I'll, I'll throw this out there real quick. You said you, said you liked him. I've seen you like people you don't like. No, I didn't. I liked two. You said you said you like Shapiro, but I will say that you like people you don't even like, which is very kind no, of cool. no, no. I'm saying I like that episode he directed. Oh, never mind then. Yeah, I like Stray. I don't know if I liked him. I don't even remember who he is. Didn't wasn't he? Uh, uh, didn't he just pass away? Paul oh, that's Servino. That's Servino. No, he's live. Okay. Well, maybe Servino. With threats of uh, Russian collusion in local Kansas high school football, Clark battles living out his dream of an athlete and keeping his parents happy. The episode begins on the gridiron as the Crows play for a shot at the state championship. Didn't even know they were that good to do that, but they're getting better. Chloe leaves the action to meet up with Mikhail Mikspielik, a mysterious long-haired bookie. Unlike many sports books nowadays, he is unwilling to make mid-game bets, despite offering Chloe a cryptic warning about Clark. Mikhail eventually takes her bet on Smallville winning. Now, you know, I I thought his accent was, I think he did a good job. I don't think he, he I remember, I don't think he was, he he had a Russian act. He was Russian. I think he he just put it on. And I didn't think it was that bad. It was a little too much, but I didn't think it was that bad. I, did you, Tom? I don't remember whether or not he was acting the accent he was acting. or not. I just don't. His name is Trent uh, yeah. Ford. His name is think, Trent Ford. I think he I was got, acting. I think I got used to what he was doing. Like it I got was used a to it. Bit like, too much. He was like, actually he one of the of... worst villains ever. They established him immediately as the most horrible person in Smallville. Yeah. In that scene, he's yep. the worst person. There's no redeeming quality at all ever for this guy. The game comes down to the wire in a final play to win. Clark recovers a fumble and heads down the field, rumbling, stumbling, bumbling all the way to the end zone after plowing through the defense. However, much to Jonathan's worry in the stands, this play results in Clark doing the DeMar Hamlin to one of the opposing players. Wow. Bryce. Clark and Jason go to visit the opposing player in the hospital. The coach is amazed how Clark was able to shatter the guy's collarbone and goes on to skeptically question Clark's ability to go from farm boy to star football player. And the word on the street is that Clark is juicing, taking PEDs. What's PEDs? Performance-enhancing drugs. Oh, thank you. Yep. Any gnarly uh, injury stories, boys playing sports? Anybody? I, I, I you know, I've actually, I've had back surgeries, um, but uh, I, I think I need a second hand to count your back surgeries. But I've never had like knock on wood. I've never had a a broken bone or my ankle fractured or my tibia or fibia or uh, clavicle or uh any of those broken i did four years as an undersized football player i didn't have any of that thank god but likely a concussion or two yeah by the way i'm tired i got a couple you know i'm not even tired a couple concussions left left wrist but been pretty fortunate yeah 
Two concussions. Jeez. Uh, Clark and, and uh, let's lots see. Lots of stitches. That night in Luther Mansion, Lex is meeting with the foreign exchange student, Mikhail. Lex is skeptical of him being awarded a scholarship despite his lackluster academic performance. As Lex goes to make a drink, Mikhail whispers, cut. And shortly after, Lex slices his finger, similar to how Mikhail forced a fumble in the game. And luckily, Lex didn't hear this, though, so he's none the wiser. Question. When did Lex start making gin and tonics and not just pouring straight scotch? Why, why this, now? <laughs> Is it just for this bit? Maybe a gin and tonic <laughs> Wait, decided to do also this Also, just, just for this date? Fireside date? <laughs> I yeah. never noticed Look any the, of this. I never paid attention to that. Anytime. Look at how big this fire is. Glenn directed this, so it's going to be beautiful. The fire is raging. You're making a gin and tonic, and you guys are just like vibing. Like, what well, is well, this? Lex digs foreign people because he, he think, fancies himself worldly. Well, maybe he has lectual healing with his Russian. Oh, God. Uh, he has lectual healing. <laughs> he likes to like, like bald guys who are wow, rich. We walked into that one, Ryan. Not what have you point is in most every time you go to the drink counter you're just pouring a scotch and that's it or you're drinking one of your fancy like clear blue water bottles do you know i have a, one of the water bottles here oh really i kept it those are I, so specific i i have the water bottle and i have the glasses that i drank out of the lex luther glass that's cool yeah and there's a really whacked out uh poster of a of a doll did you notice that one above the fireplace look next uh -huh. time but i have it yeah. somewhere I asked for it. I remember that. Charlie. And then I, I told the guy, I'm taking it. And David goes, take it. I already made a copy replacement, so don't worry about it. <laughs> I was just saying, possibly Lex mixed up his cocktail because of the fact that Lionel's been um, ah, poisoning him. Yes. Good call. Maybe he's mixing up. Maybe he brings in every time he comes and drinks <laughs> at his own bar, he brings his own alcohol <laughs> that he got from ShopRite or whatever the hell. ShopRite. Yeah, it's a New York store. The next day at Smallville High, the stereotypical Eastern European kid walks in the torch, put the moves on Chloe and questioned her recent uh, big bet. Mikhail bribes Chloe to keep his name out of any articles and goes on to offer an opportunity to make enough money to pay for college. If this guy's powers are legit, he should be super rich and have no need to be in high school taking $20 bets. You know what I mean, <clears throat> Ryan? I mean, he's like, if he's this, he should be doing like NFL football games. Well, he is doing NFL football. Well, he starts doing, they go to Sharks games. Right, but he's in Sharks high game. school taking money from high school kids. I like $10 here or there. <laughs> oh, I It doesn't see make point. much like, sense. Why? But, uh, you know, you throw that TV. out the window. You throw it out the window, and the the thing that I didn't like was it really made me uncomfortable that scene with Chloe, with him and Chloe, because that was rapey. It was. It was tele. It was uh, rape. There was no consent. No, it made me really uncomfortable, and she was so uncomfortable, and it, it did. I don't know. It made me really uncomfortable. Oh boy. You know, teachers dating students, <laughs> and you know, you got there. This is a different accent. You got a Russian person, man, going out and forcing a girl with his telepathic ways. <laughs> I don't know what voice I'm well, doing. Well, I, I think, and and listen, th this guy's a villain. Like I'm not, you know, yeah, he's saying that right. he's doing is right. But later in the episode, he reveals something to Lex about he knows what the game is and he knows how to choose the people he's talking to to get them to do what he wants, and it's horrible. Yeah. Um. But this is a slow burn. Like I, this is why, like, he's a villain from the absolute beginning, and Chloe doesn't see it. Yeah, 
because she wants the story. Back on the farm, Jonathan talks with his son and pulls out the old I told you so with the state championship on the line. Clark is unwilling to turn back now. He tells Jonathan that this, his, that this is his responsibility now and he'll take care of it. I like that. Clark goes to talk with his coach later that night at a party celebrating the win at the Talon. He's celebrated by teammates, cheerleaders, and a head coach that we've never seen before. Yep. The next day, we see Bougie, <laughs> Bougie. Chloe, mm-hmm. walking into the torch. Still, uh, She is still high on the rush from the night before and finally understands why the hell people gamble on sports. Mikhail tries to get her to put an end to her story about the high school football betting ring. She refuses, but then after using his powers to make her kiss him, Chloe has second thoughts. Chloe's been through the ringer this season. Lionel and Clark's body teasing her, her straddling Clark after being under the influence of the green drink, her being forced to kiss this random kid. That's that's taxing. She's been through a lot. Back at the Kents, Clark is practicing throwing to see how talented he is without powers. Clark grabs some kryptonite and tries throwing the football, but now he sucks. Martha interrupts. I didn't think he sucked. He didn't miss by that much. Martha interrupts <laughs> the practice session to guilt trip her son into doing what's right. I mean, he literally, he only missed by like a, a foot. Like if you watch football games, the ball has to be like, I mean, I get it. The, the target wasn't moving. I remember trying to do this and being like, I can do this guys. And I made a couple. <laughs> and then I, it was like, I don't know, the fourth or fifth, because they got sick of restarting, like resetting the footballs. If, if you know what I mean? Like re, yeah, like replacing them. Yeah. And so they were like, you know what, Tom, just throw it. We'll, we'll do it in post later. <laughs> Uh, Martha seems to learn about his plan to use kryptonite rock and instead urges him to figure out why he tripped in the last game so he avoids hurting anyone else. I'll tell you what. I like the fact that Clark was coming up with this idea to like, what if I have some kryptonite? What if I, you know, he's trying to figure out how he can make himself lesser, less than. I like that. I like that. It's something you don't really see. They I, I, Most of the time I felt like this was would have been something that they talk about or they don't show, but to show oh, him doing I that, I don't know. For some reason, I felt like it was uncharacteristic and less writery and more like, hey, he, this kid would try that. I appreciated that little moment. Clark heads to the torch to review some game footage. Chloe walks in and is willing to put aside Clark being creepy in the last episode. After hearing his experience on the field, Chloe puts things together that Mikhail is behind Clark's tripping. Chloe does some research, finds out that Mikhail's name backwards is related to a group of people in the Balkans who have the ability to control luck. I mean, this was genius on Chloe's part, this whole part. You know what I mean? Like, she really figured a lot out. <laughs> hey, you, she knew. She Wow. Clark sees this, <laughs> leaves determined to get even with the kid who controls the odds. If only Mikhail found a more clever way of hiding his identity. Meanwhile, Lex is just shooting pull. Oh, yeah. That's what he does. In his you know, office. Some, sometimes in day. people would say, you know, sometimes I'd see you setting up the cue ball wherever you wanted uh, and just shooting, and I go, yeah, they weren't supposed to show that part a lot of times. They were supposed to show me hitting the ball, but so they, they'd even rewound it more and put me sometimes, I don't know if it was in this scene, but putting the ball down this, I'm just getting yeah. set up. So my excuse is, <laughs> oh, Lex is just taking some shots. Mm-hmm. I guess that works. Yeah. Uh, there you go. Mikhail heads to Luther Mansion to ask Lex to depart his this foreigner. And would you believe it? Mid-conversation, we get a shot of Lex actually <laughs> sinking a pull shot, but it's a scratch. During this convo, Lex <laughs> asks Clark if he's uncomfortable seeing Lana with a former quarterback. He knows about Jason and Lana, and he's just cool with that. Better yet, he's sponsoring the team. Hmm. Interesting. <laughs> this episode is sponsored 
by BetterHelp. You know, a lot of us wish we had more time, but time for what? If time was unlimited, how would you use it? The best way to squeeze that special thing in your schedule is to know what's important to you and make it a priority. Therapy can help you find what matters to you so you could do more of it. It's helpful for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. It empowers you to be the best version of yourself, and it isn't just for those who've experienced major trauma. Therapy can help everyone be the best they can be. If you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist and switch therapist anytime for no additional charge. Listen, learn to make time for what makes you happy with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Talkville today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Talkville. Talkville is brought to you by Good Chop. If you haven't heard us talk about this, uh, this this is unbelievable. This is an unbelievable company. Good Chop offers fully customizable boxes of high-quality meat and seafood delivered to your door on schedule. I cooked some of these steaks, and it was the best meat I've had, and I'm not – I'm going to name drop, but I went well, – I won't name drop. I went to my friend Skeet's house, and we barbecued, and I put these on the grill, and I don't know what it was, but Good Chop completely sold me. Uh, you can choose from over 70 high-quality cuts, 100% grass-fed ribeyes, USDA prime filet mignon, free-range and organic chicken breast, pork tenderloin, thick-cut bacon. Uh, they also have wild-caught seafood, salmon, Pacific cod, scallop, shrimp, and more. Tom, have you had this? No, this is good stuff, guys. Um, I've had it all, and I want more. I mean, that's the easiest way to be safe. Yeah, it's uh, I really am. When I get these boxes, I get so excited because I know I'm going to be fed for the week. And what's great is it doesn't cost a fortune for this great. You could have quality meats. Uh Good Chop's price per meal starts at just $3.74. And unlike a lot of companies, Tom, Good Chop sources its meat and seafood exclusively from American farms and fisheries so you can support local family farms and independent ranchers right here in the U.S. The products are vacuum sealed and frozen at peak freshness so you can stock your freezer and cook when you want, just like I do. Good Shop especially prides itself on sourcing meat that comes with no antibiotics or added hormones ever. No artificial ingredients, only the good stuff. And, you know, they're so they're so confident in this product, as am I and Tom here, uh, that they offer 100% money-back guarantee here. So love Good Shop or get your money back. This stuff's the real deal. If you want delicious meats or seafood, this is the place. Good Shop. Go to goodchop.com slash talkville120 and use code talkville120 to get $120 off across your first four boxes. That's code at talkville120 at goodchop.com slash talkville120 for $120 off. goodchop.com slash talkville120 code talkville120. That night in the torch loft, Jason talks with Lana about the idea of Clark being on drugs. She can't believe it and goes on to tell Lana that he lied about testing the star quarterback because Clark knows about the relationship. That was a nice, kindly thing to I, do. I, I actually think this is a, I think Jensen really pulled this scene off. He's got all the words in this scene. Yeah. He's saying three different things 
mm-hmm. exposing himself and his character to Lana. And it makes me think that maybe there's something behind it, which is what you want for drama of a television show. But I thought he really nailed this scene. Lex meets with Mikhail about his scholarship being terminated because of extracurricular activities. Did anybody catch the fact that that, that map is in the background of this whole thing? No. Remember the map from the yeah, other, from the other it episode? Is. I never noticed it's that. It's in the background. No. It's like highlighted, but we never talk about it. Yeah. I'm sure it comes back. Mikhail tries to win his way back by offering a wager in the state championship game. If the Crows lose, Mikhail gets to stay and gets $1 million from the Luthers. If they win, Mikhail shares why Lionel was interested in bringing him to America. Mikhail leaves to go visit Clark in his loft. He force chokes him and then threatens to put more of his friends in the hospital if he does not throw the game. Why doesn't he just like do the same thing to Lex? I mean, I get I get why he does it. Like he's really trying to get Lex on his side, I guess. Is that the difference? Because he could just do to Lex what he was doing to Clark. He could just say, write but, me a check. Write me a check for $1 million, Lex. <laughs> yeah, right, and you'd have to. Right. And then I wrote sorry. it and I gave it to him. I I go, well, I gave it to him. I did sign it. Well, Mr. Luther, I'm sorry about you. <laughs> Our shit out of luck. Does anyone ever get it wrong? Does he, what do you say? Right. And then he just like writes a postcard. <laughs> Cut. And then Lex goes. <laughs> uh. <laughs> he's, he's, he says to cut his finger. Cut. He goes, cut. <laughs> no, not cut cheese. Uh, my powers are so inaccurate. Cut finger, oh, not my cheese. <laughs> the next day in the halls, Chloe love, catches up with Clark. I love that Dracula's here now. Yeah, look, I like to suck your blood and cut your finger. And I do not say feet. blah, blah, blah. She shares more research on uh, done on locusts, which are kryptonite of Mikhail's family. Apparently, they block the signals that allow them to control people. In prep for the big game, we find Clark in the locker room with the lights off, getting hyped with some Green Day. And oh after God. some nice product <laughs> placement. What? This was so over the top. This was over the top. Yeah. The, the, like, oh, because Boulevard of Boulevard, Boulevard of, I can't say it right. Boulevard oh. of Broken Dreams was a huge when this episode came out. Was it? The biggest song might, in the yeah. world. Uh, and then, um, I, I wonder how they... Is that it? I wonder how no, they got it. I'm what is it? This is like a gladiator like, I, re- I remember them being like, we need to get a shot of you next to the Old Spice. And I was like, ridiculous. No. I think that this is the worst <laughs> time in music. It's one of the worst times in music. Now is the worst. But... And no, maybe not the worst time music, but it was definitely everybody was like, I mean, that was okay. But like the every, there's so many bands that were just like noise. It wasn't like the grunge era where there was a lot of cool grunge that came out. I mean, I think someone who was 50 back then would have also said there was a lot of noise in the early 90s. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm old. Sorry, guys. Apologize. We'll Insolent talk noise. People are like, I like them. I, I like Green Day. I, I, right. I also couldn't. I couldn't believe the Old Spice plug. That was absurd. I don't even remember what happened. Well, just in this in this scene, it was product placement. I I, I remember it. It became a thing because I because I saw it in in. Yeah, I, I was like, "What disgusting. is this?" And they're like, "Well," and I'm like, "But they're paying the show fifty grand. They're not paying me anything. Why am I doing this?" It be it was like a thing. I'm like I'm not putting my yeah, face. Yeah, I don't blame you. I've been using Old Spice for like 40 years. Like I actually use it. I do too. They got you early. Well, I do, but I, I only I I'll only continue to use it maybe if they offer to sponsor us. Because I'm not going to use it now. I'm using this stuff called Humble, which isn't a sponsor, but it's all natural ingredients. Hmm. Humble. I think it's Humble or Bubble, Hubble, Humble. 
Anyway, that sounds right. I'm going to screw off. All right. Clark tells his father that he and Chloe have a plan. And no matter how hard Jonathan tries to understand Clark's decision, that it's his, not his father's. Next, we see Chloe sneaking into the AV section of the stadium and tampering with the loudspeakers to send high pitched signals that disrupt disrupt Mikhail's powers. The game goes into the fourth quarter until Mikhail realizes what's happening. He storms into the room. (laughs) Yeah. Why did he wait so long? Where, where chloe is <laughs> all right to- finally i have to my my head is killing me i at the end of the game i'll figure this out look after the first quarter i'll go get a smoothie i'll come back and then we'll see how it goes i know it's still it's still bad all right i will wait till halftime i'll get the pretzel this is now you're guy. yiddish pretzel listen if you want to get the pretzel and some matzo and the meatballs uh yeah i think you have to do more like more like Roll your R's and things like this. Listen. Like this, like this is more Russian. Listen, not Russian. Neat. Um, all right. He storms into the room. Chloe is there, ears bleeding, and holds her up at knife point after taking a punch like a champ. Uh, on the field, the game has gone to its final play. Once again, the Crows need a 50-yard touchdown to win the game. Before Clark can take the field, Mikhail walks to the sideline with Chloe's press badge and threatens to kill her. Clark takes the pe- that pep talk in the huddle and prepares to win the game. He takes the snap, heaves a Hail Mary, and then when everyone's focus is on the play, he super speeds into the room that takes, seems like, minutes where Chloe's being held at night point, throws Mikhail aside, free Chloe's from the handcuffs, returns to the play just in time to see his receiver make the catch and win the game. The bull time was you really know, I kinda, cool. I, I just think that Clark, somehow Clark ran even faster than he did with Bart. Like, he covered a lot of ground real quick right there. Like, he could have just gone a direct route, <laughs> broken through the wall, and then return. Like he went all the way around. Like he was such he was so nice about it, the way that he was gonna save the day. I also thought he was gonna catch the ball himself. I did too. Uh, anybody else I was think scared that? about that because that would have been not <laughs> good. Stupid. You know what though? I gotta say, I think the way they should have shot it is they just should have started in the fourth quarter. The the Smallville is down by six, blah, blah, blah. That's how you start it. And then um you and and then Mikhail kind of does this thing. He's like leaning back the whole time, like everything's fine. And they're like, okay, you know, like I'm going to do this. And here he goes. And it's not working. He's like, oh, crap. And then the next play is the big play. And he he goes in there and Chloe's and then everything happens really fast. Yeah. Instead of like this. (laughs) Think of a lot of things. Also in that football montage, the, the kick with the laces pointing towards the foot. That bothered me. Yeah. I was a holder. I should know. You should not ever have laces no, out. No, you never do that. Laces, laces, laces out. Laces out. Laces out. Laces out. Laces out. Laces out, Finkel. <laughs> that night, back at the camps, Jonathan's forced to eat, eat crow as he and Martha share how proud they are of Clark winning and saving the day all the same time. Chloe steps by to thank Clark for saving the day, but is skeptical of how she was freed from her handcuffs. She was really skeptical, and I like that. That was really kind of like, uh. The night over in Luther Corp, we see Lex chaperoning Mikhail through his new home with similarly gifted people in level 33. Point one. The last time we saw that level was 33 creepy. was in Jitters with Tony Todd. I know that it was, was here. I forgot it was here. That. that was cool. The episode ends with Clark connecting uh, with black outfit Lana. He asks where Jason is to thank him for the living, uh, inviting scouts out. But Lana tells him that Jason was fired that morning. Clark takes the news to Lex, upset that he took their private combo and got his coach fired. Lex makes a quip about their deteriorating friendship and says that Lana's relationship was taboo. Clark doesn't believe his motives, motivations here. Um, Another fireside conversation in the Luther office. Fireside chats mm-hmm. with Lex. 
<laughs> that would have been a cool segment, like fireside chat with Lex, like a like a post production kind of internet thing. Yeah, I mean, had this come out like a decade later, you might have done that, right? I would have done that. That, that. that ruins the character. It's okay to be you and be funny, but when you're playing a character and then you're doing it outside of reality or you know in reality, it, it, it's it, like bloopers. Yeah, things. Uh, to remember here, the two football games, assuming that was just an entire day of filming at the stadium, Tom, is that correct? It probably was. Probably was. Thank you. That's all we got on that. I do remember that that slow motion running. I remember feeling very a lot of pressure because they had guys on like stilts, like holding positions and they were like action. And then the camera and me would run through everyone. And I remember feeling a lot of pressure about like, I don't want to make these guys like stay there too long because it's not comfortable. Um I remember a lot of running. That's for sure. Well, that's what you got to do. That's what you got to do. Interesting things of note. Interesting things. In the Superman comics, Mr. Mixblick was being a being from the fifth dimension that occasionally annoyed Superman and could only be temporarily defeated by tricking him into saying his name backwards. Clark references the movie Village of the Dam. Christopher Reeve starred in this film. Huh. And now it's time for the hotline. Talk that's actually really interesting because I remember as a kid mixed plicks or whatever and him being tricked. Oh, thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, that's all Bryce. I mean, he was sort of brought to do something at the end, which made me think like, oh, this must be a reference to something. All right, hotline. Here it is. This is a uh, patron privilege. Join patreon.com slash talkville and become a patron and support the podcast. Here's Mick Burtz uh, with the first question. Hey, this question is for the episode Jinx. Uh, This episode introduces another prominent Superman villain. Smallville seems pretty unique in that it's been introducing some pretty major characters very early in Clark's life, when traditionally Superman stories tend to wait to introduce people like Lex, Lois, you know, these villains until he's already Superman much later into his adulthood and uh, wearing the cape. What do you guys think about that? Well, I hadn't really thought about it, but I I can't imagine the show with, I can't imagine a Clark show like this without a Lex. So uh, apparently, you know, maybe we have to call Al, but they, they cracked a code here where it became interesting and, you know, and then layering in some of these characters, a lot of who we don't ever see again. Yeah. It was just interesting to have an adversary who you befriended in the beginning and, and watching their friendship deteriorate and to go become their ultimate inevitable, you know personas but bringing in other characters along the way just mixes it up and makes it more you know helps the fan Mix-a-plex. base you know people Mix-a-plex love comics it up. <laughs> uh yeah this little uh just for the record this mr public guy he's sort of like it like he's like this little guy with with a derby and he looks like he's like this little mythical guy yeah and he's sort of like a little quirky so i guess they try to like make it like a grounded sort of version for this yeah but um anyway interesting thing of note lana here we go if you need to hire you need indeed indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to indeed data and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast and indeed doesn't just help you hire faster 93 percent of employers agree indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites according to a recent indeed survey with indeed Everything hiring is all in one place, and it makes it so easy. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications 
and preferences each day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. The more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join the more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Indeed.com slash podcast. Need to hire? You need Indeed. Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the Just Capital seal. Bank of America is ranked number one for ongoing commitment to their workers with initiatives like Sharing Success, which awarded 97% of their teammates additional compensation, nearly all in stock. This is the program's seventh consecutive year, awarding more than $4.8 billion in total. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. Hey guys, it's Lana Rhymes with Banana W from Bakersfield, California. How many times did you guys mess up on Mixelpitalix's name? Because that's a hard one. Great show, guys. Really enjoying Uh, it. Honestly, I never gave a crap. Uh, I never. I don't think I even said. I think she's talking. I think she's talking about right now as we're saying it because we didn't say it during the episode. Every. We we haven't gotten it right once. Mix ziplect, mix ziplect, mix mix ziplect, mix point. All right, good question. Here are some voicemails. Here's Crystal. Crystal, what you got? Crystal, what you got for us now? Come on now. Hi, this is Crystal from Topeka, Kansas. The high school that Smallville plays against in the championship is actually the high school I graduated from. So I always thought this <laughs> oh episode God. was cool, but it always the made blues? me wonder if either of you ever visited Kansas because of the show. Love the podcast. Love you guys. Bye. My dogs are barking, but no, I never did. I never visited for that reason. Did you, Tom? I uh, no, unfortunately not. But thanks for the call. That's actually very entertaining. Yeah, Ryan's going to be going to there. He's going to visit. He's going to go all to the Kansas? places where Smallville was filmed because he's a real fan now. Well, that'll be in Vancouver. Well, not Vancouver, to but the actual. She's talking about the actual town the high Kansas. school, Kansas, in Kansas. I, I don't know what the hell she is. Is it not based on Metropolis, Illinois? I don't think it is. <laughs> we got Brian. Hi, this is Brian G. with a question for Jinx. Mixie's Petlick is the show's most toned-down character in the comics, where he's essentially a god who messes with Superman for fun. But I think the capture's essence, he works for season four's tone, and if they wanted to go bigger in the future, I've always thought it'd be easy to retcon his limits as self-imposed rules for this game. Um, whether they went that way or had 33.1 give him his powers back, would you have liked him to go more comic book in future contests with Clark and wow. or stay around this power level? As long as it was emotionally grounded, how comic booky do you think Smallville could or should go? Thanks, bye. First of all, huh. I, I, I'm just going to say I, I wish he didn't have a Russian accent. I don't think he needed it. I think it could have been something subtle. I think he could have been um, it, just an English accent. I think it, that that would have solved the, you know, sort of uh, it got a little distracting. Um, he could have been English. Yeah. Yeah. That would have been fine. Yeah. He could still could have been a foreign exchange student. Exactly. Well, even German could have been a nice because Germans are usually, I mean, not. Germans are usually, but like yeah. the persona of like the dark days. Yeah. I like as anybody else, Ryan. You probably noticed this, but with the question, with the questions we've been getting about this episode, a lot of them about that character. Like he he struck a chord with people. This character, 
Yeah, he's like a, a thing. And I'm all, I'm still on his Wikipedia because I just <laughs> thought it was interesting. But I guess... See? Even with you. So he's just sort of like this this impish, quirky little guy. I'm seeing all the cartoon renderings of him. There's There's like... He's got a little derby. He's got a little suit. He's got like this like sort of like, uh, like dark brown-esque hair. And um, and uh, I'm also seeing that Tom Lennon played him in Supergirl recently. So they obviously wanted, he's like a quirky, like animated fun character, which mm-hmm. is what they're trying to do with that. Yeah. Um, it doesn't work. He wasn't very fun in this episode. No. And I think that was like a conscious choice because <laughs> I think in, in this era, wasn't it was, this was an era of like, trying to ground things and make things serious like this is like about to be like the christopher nolan batman era but you know what you know again go with what works and when i say that play a character that appears to be likable that tries to do these good things that you it's almost like in the movie fright night the vampire that lives next door he's evil but he's so charming and playful and you kind of like him and you're like oh wow he's really bad and instead of bad, 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 listen, it just it just could be it, it always makes it interesting. I ever direct again, I ever do any of those things, make characters re- redeeming. You know, I, I don't know. Remember the guy who got the tickets for everybody in Fast Times at Ridgemont High? I loved him. He's like, your mama's all right, your daddy's <laughs> all right. I think that's what they were going for here. Yeah. Uh, my favorite scene in Fast Times is the nerd guy. He goes, you know. When they say Damone, he's a real jerk. I always say, no, you know what? You don't know Damone. You know, when they say that that Damone, why do you hang out with him, man? He's bad news. I'm like, no, you don't know Damone. But you know what? Maybe they do know you. No. I love that movie. No, I don't <laughs> have to I hear this. I don't have to hear this from you. All right. Get the f- Hey, it's Amerigo Garcia from Medigro, Texas, calling about episode Jinx, the scene where Clark's running through the hall at the end to save the day. Um, uh, and he's running through a wet floor that's being mopped that's clearly wet. He doesn't slip or slide. So apparently he has super traction as well. Uh, and running in cleats, no less, football cleats. I just thought that was interesting. I, I Something I caught. Um, anyway, long time lover of, of the show. Uh, love the podcast. Thanks, guys. All right. First, I'm going to say this. Uh, great question, but I think when you're in super speed and also he doesn't slip, remember, he doesn't trip. He doesn't do any of these things. Well, he mentioned it to his dad early in the episode. When have you ever seen me trip? When have you ever seen me trip? So I, I that's cool. By the way, this guy's accent, that would have worked. It was <laughs> subtle and cool. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. I'm calling you from Romania. <laughs> I like it. Hey guys, this is Shane from Michigan again. I've got a question about season four, episode Jinx. Um, I believe Shame. that uh, well, previously we had uh, discussed that Lex was possibly attracted to Lana, uh, but more than likely not. He was just being a friend. I believe by her choice to go to Paris and to be more grown up and to do something that she's passionate about, that made Lex more attracted to her. Do you guys agree? Uh, can 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 we also <laughs> just talk about the? Can we just talk about the elephant in the room is that we need Shane to say, always hold on to Smallville. Like, what a voice yeah, that guy has. Voice. Yeah, hey, man. <laughs> like, you just get to talk like that all the time? Hang on, is that this looks, it? That must be awesome. Hey, hey, this is Shane calling from Michigan. Uh, awesome. Man, I got one question for you. When, uh, he's got a good voice. <laughs> and he's asking about, like, Lana and Lex, which is actually kind of really fun. Uh, you know, I think at this point, I think Lex's intentions are still looking out for Clark, even though he's got ulterior motives at, I think he's not, he's not doing anything wrong. He's just like, 
dotting his I's, crossing his T's. He's like, hey. He's just, he's allowing, he's allowing for the fish to swim in his sea. He's like, Let, let's see where you're going to swim. Let's see what you're going to do. But in the meantime, he knows he could like pull a switch at some point and like, I don't know, something. But um, saying to someone, hey, did, you know, um, did you take a package from my front of my house? No. Okay, well, what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to look on my video camera, and I'm going to rewind it, and I'm going <laughs> to see if he did. And if I see, you know what I mean? It's like, you, to figure out, maybe not the best analogy, but you're trying to <laughs> do everything you can to figure out something that seems impossible or something that seems unlikely or something that seems, you know, I want to get down to the truth here. That's all X wants to do. I also, I one, one last quick thing. I, I think this episode really has a better impact because of the ending of that 33.1 or whatever it is. If that wasn't in this episode, this episode would have really been a dud. Like, what a great ending to an episode. I just want to say that. No, I agree with you. I do. Sam Wade from Richland, North Carolina. on season four, episode seven, Jinx. One of my favorite episodes of the series. I love the scene where that Clark is getting ready for the football game. And then he has the discussion with Jonathan Ryan's favorite afterwards. Scene. That's my question. Was any part of that discussion ad-libbed or was all of that written? It hits the nail on the head. Love the series. Love you guys. Thanks for the podcast. Bye. Tom, was any part of that? We we talked about it a little bit because it, it ended up being a an old spice commercial. But um I I specifically to the, specifically to this question, and it's a good question, one of the hardest things you can do is in one of the most challenging things as an actor is scenes where you don't say anything, but you have to kind of share. But you know, Glenn lit it, the camera operators are great, like everybody's trying to do something, but it it really was an old spice commercial. Gotcha. It would have been really. Who's your friend who did the Old Spice commercials for a long time? Isaiah. Yeah, Mustafa. it would have been really does. funny if Isaiah popped oh, out of nowhere. Oh man, that would have been amazing. Here's Natalie. I'm on a horse. I'm on a horse. <laughs> hey, this is Natalie from Michigan. I have a question about season four, episode seven. Did anybody else notice the Old Spice everywhere in this episode? In Clark's locker, in the sign above bleach. We're stopping you there because Natalie, we talked about it. Yeah, it's ridiculous. It's effing. But ridiculous. thanks for calling. But thanks for Thank the you. insight. But yeah, Natalie, we 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 agree with you. International folks, Peter, 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 could you guys have done a more believable Russian accent? All right, we, I'm going to give. We've been trying. No. All right, I'm going to give mine here. Here we go. <clears throat> Not me. Here we go. Let's see. Based on the old um, Old Spice inclusion in this episode, do you remember any? Can you say Old Spice in a Russian accent? Any plans for future sponsors on the show? Old Spice. You, you kind of turned into Javier Bardem at the end. Well, <laughs> I think when you're speaking Russian, uh, everything more is in the back of your throat, perhaps. Duh. I don't know. <laughs> Probably not. Mickey, what's Ted. the furthest one of your teams has gone in sports or the most success you have athletically? <laughs> um, a football team, we won our little championship in eighth grade, and I got the only touchdown. That was pretty cool. I played for the Oilers. I was fast as lightning. Um, my hockey team almost won a tournament once, but we didn't. We won three games and then lost the championship. Um, so not anything big. My high school football team lost every single game my senior year by significant amounts. <laughs> well, it it hasn't defined me as a person. What? That's all right. <laughs> Rosenbaum rating. And now 
Let's go to Ryan first. Ryan, give us an accurate uh, assessment here. I was going to go half, but I've been enjoying talking about it, so I'm going to give it a one. One rose from Mr. Ryan. Tom. Uh, I I wrote down one one rose. Yeah. Wow. It's funny because I thought you guys were going to go heater or bombs on this one. So, you know, I was. Oh. I'm going to give it a rose. I'm going to give it a rose. That's what I'm going to give it. Death and save count, zero dead, one saved. Death Clark saved Chloe count. through seven episodes, three dead, 14 saved. Uh, slacking on dead people this season, guys. Series 95 dead, 117 saved. Ryan's favorite scene. You haven't picked out yet, Ryan? I do. All I have, right. Let's... I have three scenes of equal value. All right. Oh, jeez. All right. Don't <laughs> emphasize any one more than the other. All right. Yeah, don't confuse. Don't confuse well. I will not. <laughs> All right. Scene one, Clark throws the football with kryptonite. Wait, where's the Clark in the tire? Oh, oh yeah, in the in the mm-hmm. loft. Scene two, Clark and Lex play pool. Boring. Uh, scene three, Clark saves the day and makes the play. Save the day, makes the play. Save the day, makes play. Absolutely. Yeah. I just think it's better than the other two. But it was just the best one. It was. It was just fun, and all. Yeah. I, I, and I also like that he, like, because we all kind of we talked about earlier, like we kind of thought he was going to come back and catch the ball. But he came back and he yeah. got sacked, and I think that says a lot about his character. I think that was a very telling moment in a cool that way. That was the way to go. Yes. He uh, came that, back and took the hit. Guys, it was, it's always a pleasure. That uh, it for the episode. I hope you had guys had fun. We had some good laughs today. Stick around next week as we no. get uh, Enchanted talking about season four, episode number eight, Spell. And I think we're going to have a good effing time with this one. Yickety yikes spell it just sounds like witches and stuff oh boy oh brother where art thou let us take know your thoughts on the episode over on our socials at talkville podcast or talkville pod show your support please by joining patreon.com slash talkville if you want this to continue help us out and uh we appreciate it uh more info on the show our hotline number all that is in the description and again uh my instagram at the michael rosenbaum go to my link tree for everywhere Tom and I will be cons, this and that, cameos and all the jazz. And remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. See you, Tommy. Can you do that in a Russian accent? And remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. <laughs> How's that? Good. And remember, folks. Hey. And remember, folks, always hold on to Smallville. What companies would you want to work for? Just Capital is a nonprofit that tracks which companies are a force for good. Companies like Bank of America, which just earned the prestigious Just Capital 2024 seal. Bank of America is ranked number one in the banking industry and number one for their ongoing commitment to workers, offering best-in-class benefits, including a minimum wage of $25 an hour by 2025. Visit JustCapital.com to learn how a just business is a better business. Furnished by Just Capital. All right, now it's time for the top tier patrons. We give their shout outs because they make the show happen along with other patrons who give back to the show. Patreon.com slash Talkville. We'll start it out with Nikki G, Leanne P, Raj C, Santiago M, Little Lisa, Thomas the Leaf Blower, Shane W, Sophie M, Betsy D. I love saying all these names. Abby P, Ray Harada, Fatima T, Karen Apple M, 99 More, Lilani N, Brett G, always hold on to Smallville, Estevan G, Garrett W, Bob K, 
Kimberly L, Tom N, Jason W, Osama A, Glenda the Good Witch P, Lana Rhymes with Banana W, Nancy D, Brian G, Sarah W. We love you. YVR Grips. Thank you, Vancouver. Anna M, Amanda R, Teddy, one, two, seven, Michael P, C-O-M, Ryan R, Jordan M, not M Jordan, because that's somebody else. Randy B, Craig G, Heather and Greg, we love you from D.C. I made top those C-butts, Brian H, Eric K. Kristen, B, happy. Nanine W, Stephanie K, Dark, Dark Achilles. Sorry. Darth Finky, Achilles. Darth Achilles. Darth, Darth Achilles. Finky, early is on time. Actually not. Damn, who's that? Jeanette E, Deadvid, General Zod, Theodore, Big D, Doug R, Carlos C, Ken the Limerick Guy, Corey L, Mr. Home Arcade, love you. Jesse C, Claire M, D Brown, Karenira M, finally got it right. Yes. Jules M, L Don Supremo, Leslie V, McBurts, Ginger Moose, Christoph S, Michelle M, Drew, Michael Klein. Does it blank? <laughs> Sebastian F, Sourpuss, Cranky Pants, Das, Dak, Fiando. Matthew and Lincoln B, the Coopers, Mary and Louise L, C, G, O, Cindy C, Nikki L, Shannon Faux, Fannin, thanks for the question on this last episode, Tina E, Matt Rick, Jen T, Randy S, Cassie B, Brad A, Felicia R, Danny L, J S, Rachel D, Gingerous Prime, and Nate D, when you're rich, you aren't crazy, you are eccentric. Chicken Flower Sammy S, Carrie Ann, Patrick R, The Alexander Castle, Daryl E, Charlene A, Lady L, Spicy Chicken, Jenny B, Anna B, Monica T, Tom is my ha- hall pass, Jenna May what? C, yeah, Tom is my hall pass, Green Arrows, G String, Eric M, <laughs> Jeffrey K, Tony <laughs> K, Pip Kenobi, Pip Kenobi, Katya C, previously on Smallville, Geneva D, Matt C, Deepro, Sajal, and Devin, Chadwick B, Keith B, Cheru, Major Paradox, and Mark J. Without you guys, we wait, don't have I don't a show. know how many, but we got some new people in there. Thank we got new people, and welcome to Thank Smallville. Thank you. Welcome to Talkville. Welcome to the Patreon world where people unite and talk Smallville and become family, and a lot of friends uh, spawn from this. And uh, we're just happy to have you and thank you for loving the show and supporting it. And uh, we'll continue to do it as long as you'll have us. And uh, thanks, Tom. Thanks for being here, buddy. Thank you, guys. Thanks for making this work. Ryan, everybody, thank you so much.